Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. And thank you for tuning again to another fa uh, not Faith the Facts, the boardroom chat. I do so many different things going yeah, on. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you, you don't want to. I could have said glorious living. <laughs> you know? You've done that once or twice. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. A few what. times. See, they, they work us a lot around here. Praise <laughs> the Lord. What a blessing. Last week, we did something entitled God's Expectation of Man. And I dealt with part one, and it was so good, we decided to do part two today. We said because it was such a big subject. There's yes. so many other things that we could have shared. And, we, of course, we, we like to limit the time on this to less than an hour, like 45 yeah. minutes to And sometimes minutes. it's a little long. You know, we don't want to, you know, hold you because you got stuff to do. So but, you know, what does God expect from man? So we're going to do a little, uh, uh, re, uh, go back in time. Recap. A little recap mm -hmm. here. And let's go to Genesis chapter one. And I want to read verse uh, 26. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So I want to say this. This is recouping what we said last week. You're made in the very image of God. That's why Satan knows who you are. That's why Satan can recognize you quickly because you're made in God's image and also God's likeness. Mm -hmm. That's why he said in another scripture, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visiteth him? Think of it. That's a powerful statement. Who are you and what are you? I'm going to tell you that in part two. You're going to be blessed here. Now I want to go to uh, verse 27. So God created man in his own image and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Now verse 28 is what we're looking at. And God blessed them and God said unto them. So in other words, the first thing man hears is the blessing of God. First and he said, be fruitful, always producing. Multiply, always increasing. Replenish, that was use it and then fill it up again. Then he said, subdue. If anything gets out of line, put it down. <clears throat> now we dealt with, with the two of it, two parts of the producing part and the increasing part on part one. Let's go over that for a minute. He said, be a producer. Now you see, you can't come up with ex excuses. Well, I, I've done the best I could. God never asked any of y'all to do any of that. He told you to do the best he could. See, that's the problem. People trying to do the best they could. When you need to just get yourself out the way and let God Christ in you, the hope of glory, do the best he can. I like that. That's Go ahead, good. Say some more about that. Well, I was just thinking that God <laughs> wouldn't give us something to do that's that right. we weren't capable of doing. That's he correct. knows your gifts. And so if you don't, if you're not doing it, just don't realize it. I want you to realize that it's just maybe fear or something that's keeping you away from your potential because God sees what's in you greater than you do. And if you are just step, take a step of faith. He will bring everything into Amen. place. It's important. We can't make excuses. A lot of people like playing the victim because it. They, oh they, God! They, but uh, God. What's well, an excuse? Yeah. And what it is? You see, producing. You got to understand what producing. People think you got to see something. No, produce by faith. The evidence of faith is not seen. See, when you begin to see things, that's when it's manifestation. I said last week, a revelation without a manifestation is a missed opportunity. And I've seen so many people have missed their opportunities because God gave them a revelation, but they did not believe it to the point of manifestation. They didn't keep walking. You know, they started. I, yeah. A lot of people start, but that not everybody finishes. Yeah, I said this the, uh, the other day on the Faith to Facts, and I'm probably going to write a sermon on it. Never mix faith and time. See, faith is everlasting. Time is whenever it shows up. And you don't want that. See, time is not eternal. In fact, time will cease to exist once we get to heaven. It will be abolished. It will never, ever come up. The word time will never, ever come up again at all. 
basically because God is a timeless being. But that's, a, that's another sermon. So he said, be produced. So when God told me to build this ministry, I said, I'm going to do that. Yet so many people said, you can't do that. I remember when we, were, when we wanted to build Jesse the Prince Ministries, they call us the campus, you know, everything we've seen here. People said, you can't do that. I remember people saying that when I built our house that we live in, you're not going to do that. It was we talked about, about it for like t- 10, oh, yeah. 15 years. We see, I wasn't concerned <laughs> about the about time. It. I didn't mix the time and the faith. See, I just kept believing God's word. So that's, and all of a sudden production came forth and then manifestation came forth. See, so he said, be fruitful. That's a producer. Then he says, multiply, which means you should be increasing daily, not just Sunday, spiritually, physically, and financially. You know why? Because God said his will be done where? Where? Here. Mm-hmm. On earth or in earth earth. as it is in heaven. See, so we should be living here like we'd be living in heaven according to the scripture. Well, you know, I'm not that good enough. You're not? Well, now let's get into part two here. You ready for this? Now I could go a little bit more recap. I'm not that good. You're not? Let me say that again. Look what it says, what God says about your goodness in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. And God saw everything that he had made. Did he make you? Yes. He sure did. And behold, it was not just good, very Very good. good. You know, Kathy, you're very good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's it. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. See, you got (laughs) to quit thinking about how bad you are. God don't have that in his mind at all. He calls you not only good, he calls you very good. Very good. Because you made in his image and his likeness. You see, that's what I'm saying. So I want to deal with the second part of this. Be, be, be fruitful, always producing, multiply, always increasing. We'll go back and forth on that in part two. And he said, replenish, which means use everything God has given you. In other words, use it all and then fill it up. Start over again. In other words, I'm a, it's like your body. When you eat dinner, lunch or whatever, or breakfast, you're full. You quit. You know, you shut down. Now, you might work a few hours and all of, a sudden, all of a sudden the body begins to say, hey, we need to replenish. Lunch is coming down. The body will send you a signal. Your stomach will begin to go, hey, wait, wait, something here. I need more, quote, energy because you're moving a lot quicker and you burnt this up. See, so now it's lunchtime or dinner time. Some people call it supper, whatever. You see, so when you understand that, now, I do that constantly. Now, this is where people think I'm arrogant <clears throat> and cocky. They say that means arrogant and cocky. No, I am confident and assured. And I have confidence and assurance. You know why? Oh, you're going to get mad when I say that. Because I was very good. <laughs> I'm very good. I ain't just good. I'm very good. I'm not, hey, don't get mad. Whoa, whoa, don't get mad at me. I didn't say that about me. God said that about me. Say something, woman. Help me out here. <laughs> oh, you're doing a good job. <laughs> I am you, very good. I'm very good. You're very good. Now, you you're see. You're very good. God. The God church world, Kathy, church world can't handle that. They just go, oh, that's arrogance. No, that's what God said about you. Why don't you believe what God says about you? You believe what a lot of people say about you, and you know that's not true. Some people call you a liar, a thief, and you never done any of that. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when he said, I'm very good, I thought, my God, that, that set me free. Because Satan's always saying you're very bad. You're not much of this. You're not much of that. No, he's the one that's very bad. Actually, he created bad. That was his problem. See what I'm saying? So, but when you become, when you begin to understand very good, oh, you need to take, go look at yourself right now. Go get a hand mirror and look at yourself and say, I'm very good. Say it enough to you, believe it. Not in cockiness and arrogance, but in confidence and assurance that what God said was the truth. You know why I know it was the truth? Psalms 89, 34. 
My covenant will I not break. <laughs> oh, he made a covenant with us. No, alter the thing that goes out of my lips. He said we were very good. Mm -hmm. That's how you replenish your and joy. Then, That's how you replenish your joy, going over. Go ahead. Right, and then that brings us to the title of what we're talking about. He says you're very good, so he expects you to be good. That's right. He expects you to be very good. And he gave you his word so that you can walk in that. Right. You don't have to sin every day. The church will is preach that propaganda. You got to sin every day. No, no. God said you're very good. He gave you the ability. First, he gave you a whole armor on. And if you put it on, the devil don't know it's you. You got not a cap of salvation, but a helmet of salvation, a breastplate of righteousness. Think about that. Breastplate of righteousness, a shield of faith a sword of the spirit, your loins are girded about with truth, your feet are shod with the preparation of, of, of God's peace, the peace of God, peace from God, peace with God, peace of God, right. uh, nothing broken, nothing missing. Do you, can't you understand why he called you very good? So much that he made you in his image and his likeness. He made angels servants, and that's wonderful, but he made us sons and daughters. He put us in the family. When are we going to believe that? Come on, answer that question, will you? When are you going to believe that about yourself? Because you've always been told what you, uh, that you're not this, you're not that, you're never going to do that. Wait a minute. God said something totally different. Now, either they lying or God's lying, both of us need to pick them because they're not men that he can lie. So that's how I replenish my joy. The Bible said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm -hmm. So when Satan, you're not going to do this, watch me because I know you're going to watch me anyway. <laughs> he got his eye on me. He watch, trying to fool me or mess me up. And I made up my mind that God's word is true. See, so y'all can say what y'all want to say, but the Lord said for me to be a producer and for me to be, and I'm going to coin this word, an increaser. Everything I do should increase. Do you see what I'm saying? A marriage should increase in love to a point Kathy gonna get mad about that. That you don't have to say it every day. You ought to just know it. What you think about that? <laughs> I like it. That's you like true. it? Okay, good, good, good. Some people have a different love language. They yes. may not say the words, but they do it. And yes. I'd rather people do it than just say it and it's not yes. real. Well, ladies but it's and gentlemen, okay. this very good woman yesterday, her birthday, she made seventy-one years old. Don't look at Dusty. You know why? <laughs> Because she's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. In fact, I, I'm watching your head. You kind of look, you put us a little Shirley Temple here. You got some little no. rolls. You know how I like them? I like them. A little wavy. <laughs> yeah, looking good. Praise God. So when you understand it's what I'm talking It's kind of naturally about, wavy, you know, so I started to go with it instead of try to squish it down straight. Squish like, it down. <laughs> stretch it out. That's a little more work. So I kind of just let it go with it. You used to iron your hair, huh, when you was a kid? I did before, yeah. Did I, you I ever burn it? On, I actually put it on the ironing board. Would I have you to burn do it slowly. <laughs> no, I never burned it. God Lord. Because it just depends how long. It's a technique. It's a technique. Glory yeah. to God. It was so, long enough that I could do it. Lay it on the ironing board and go straight. So a lot of time <laughs> now, now when I tell Cassie she goes out and shopping, I don't get mad at what she buys. You know why? My job is to replenish. Sometimes she'll tell me, Jesse, I don't have any cash in my wallet. And I want her to tell me that. And I learned that from Hurricane Katrina. Always carry some cash. Because sometimes everything else blows up and, you, and that's all you got. And I said, well, I'll put some cash in there and vice versa. Uh -huh. She said this the other day. You said, that, hey, uh, you need some cash. You want, me to, you want me to pay that? Let me pay that lunch. I said, no, no, I'll do it. And before I could think, she already had pulled it out and she paid that. That was a very good thing to do. <laughs> Praise God. You know, but I I'm, enjoyed it. Yeah, you just replenished it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So if you make a mistake today, 
or you say something you shouldn't have said. You ask God to forgive you. If you said it to a person, you ask them to forgive you. And then you replenish that love. Said, you know, uh, love means you're never having to say you're sorry. Right. That, was a, that was a movie way back, I think, in the 70s called love, love, love Story. Story or something like that. Love means never having to say you're sorry. So when you understand to replenish. So we, let me tell you something. For example, many of you give to this ministry, and we can't thank you enough for what you do. Your faithful financial partnership is so greatly appreciated and so greatly needed to complete the destiny and reach the destination. I can't thank you enough, but you know what we do? We're constantly replenishing it. We're believing God for more partners. Not so we can get more money. We want more partners. Vast difference between partners and money. Now, money dictates that you are a partner, but when you got someone praying for you, believing for you, and giving to you, that's as good as it gets. See, that's replenishing. We're spending money right now as you're watching this. I'm talking tons of money on broadcast television, all the different things that are going on at Jesse the Planet's ministry. It happens 24-7, but that's all right. We ain't running out. Why? Because you're not running out. I'm not running out, and God's not running out. We just keep replenishing, keep replenishing. So a lot of times I'll use all the love I got. You remember when I told that to Jody, my daughter? I only have one daughter and one granddaughter, and I was serious about that. And I guess Kathy and uh, Jody thought I was nuts. She said, Dad, what do you think about me having another, another child? I freaked. I'm, I'm, I kind of freaked out. I thought, I don't know if I have enough love for that because all the love I had, I had given it to Meredith, my grandchild. And y'all just look at you and say, oh, you're dumb, stupid. <laughs> and that's what they were saying with their eyes. Like, you know, Kathy's eyebrow was up high. But I, I was serious. I thought, my God, because boy, when that doctor put Jody in my hands, whoo, something locked me down, boy. Whoo, I'm her father. When Jody and, 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 and Ed put Meredith in my hands, Boom, it locked me down the same exact way that Jody did. And I thought, I, I don't know if I have enough. Um, I even said something stupid. Do I think I have enough room on the wall to put another picture? <laughs> you know, it's just, I mean, I was really thinking seriously about that. I know that sounds stupid because you just don't know how much I love my daughter and how much I love my granddaughter and my wife too, praise the Lord. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. <laughs> so go ahead. I had to say that real good. She said, you might say something. I know, I, <laughs> you know? I know it. But you know what I'm saying? And, and then they don't, I talked to some people, they said, you ain't got to worry about that automatically. And they, one person said, God gives you a whole nother dose. And I thought. Capacity yeah, to, to love Replenish. More. Just keep replenish, going. And never replenish. run out. That's what I mean by replenish. <clears throat> so use the things that God has given you and don't be worried about depression coming. Depression mentality will keep you living under the way you should live. Right. You see right. what I'm saying? That's true. So, but if you replenish. Mm -hmm. My mother, she's in heaven. You know what mama worried about more than anything? That crazy freezer. She would go to that freezer. Everybody had a freezer in our family. And if the food was low in that freezer, she would freak out. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, and all she had to do was replenish it. And but, she did. And she did. Never went without food. We should have went with our food. We could have went on a diet or something, you know? Most of them were pretty big in your family. Oh, yeah, they were chunky, chunky, <laughs> chunky. I mean, really chunky. So, <laughs> and a few of your family, too. You know? Just yeah, but a few. we're talking about your family. I'm talking about my family, and I understand that. See, so <laughs> when you give today, I take those finances, and I get people saved. I get people healed. I get people out of depression, despondency, and discouragement. I bring joy to their life, and I expect partners to uh, what I call perpetual giving. Just keep replenishing it. Why? Because as long as you keep sowing, you'll always have a harvest. The minute you quit sowing, you stop the harvest. It's just literally that simple. That's what I mean by replenish, spiritually, physically, financially. 
That, you know, that's how you get the word revival. Re, right. Re. I don't know why you need to be revived. You should have stayed vibed. But since you didn't, God <laughs> came up with something called revival. Revive. To replenish what happened to you. I've had a man good. tell me this that's the other good. day. You have never lost your passion for salvation. No. I, I'm still excited today when I got born again back in uh, Labor Day weekend 1974, and that's coming up real soon, and uh, uh, the Labor Day weekend, as it was the day that that happened. You know what I'm saying? I mean, something happened to me. I was changed. Mm -hmm. I became fruitful. That's good. A producer. You were. I became, I, I, I multiplied. I became an increaser. I don't know right. if that's the right word to say, but Sounds I just good to me. And then to replenish. You got anything to say on this replenish thing? I, I don't uh, want to no, take anything from you. No, I'll just let you finish up replenish. Okay, that, that's what I mean. Then I'm going to get to the, the other part that everybody needs to know, and that's subdue. Yeah, that's right. See, God's expectation for man, he know, not only does he expect it, he knows you can do it. You know why? Because he called you very good. Mm. I can't get that enough inside of you. Very good. Very good. Uh, we, <laughs> Chrissy, y'all know Chrissy. She's on Glorious Living with uh, Kathy, and, and uh, she just had her baby. She, she constantly said, talking about, you see my baby? How pretty it is. You see my Well, in Chrissy's eyes, there ain't no other baby in the world. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> why? Because that's Sophia. That's right. See? You see what I'm saying? And you know what? You will constantly... You will use it every day of your life. And when Sophia becomes a, a mother and you'll be a grandmother, Chris, whatever, you're constantly replenishing that love. I mean, it's just constantly going at it. Sometimes, you know, you might have an argument with your husband or your, or your wife or whatever. And, you know, you just get through that and replenish that and take out the old feelings and put in the language of love the new feelings and just keep replenishing. It's a very simple thing. See what I I'm like saying? That. And it just works that way. Now, Kathy gets mad at me when I do this, but I tell my uh, lady that helps us at the house, Lorna, I said, I want you to replenish Kathy's bu uh, butter pecan ice cream. She goes, no, because no, no, she said it calls That's me. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens. But I wanted to replenish it because you, you ought to see this woman eat a pint of butter pecan haagen She just in, it's like going to heaven. One time I heard, <laughs> And I thought, Kathy, there ain't nothing left in the cart, and you're scratching the cardboard down at the bottom. I said, you want that another has one? Nothing she to said, do. no, it's replenishing. I don't, it's I don't repl agree. It's a good, it's a good one, baby. Yeah, because you know why you like it? Because roll. it's very good. It's very good. <laughs> it's very that good. That is very true. Okay, I'm gonna let you have it. Go ahead. No. <laughs> well, um, I think we've talked enough about replenish. <laughs> you want to get on the butter pecan? Glory <laughs> to God. Hallelujah. You know, it's important that, uh, you know, God gives us all these blessings. You know, he wants us to be blessed. But there is a portion of that blessing which we read in Genesis chapter 1 where we, we that I think people don't focus on, on enough. We need to subdue because there's always something or something coming around trying to pull us off of the promise. God sees us as very good. And the enemy wants to come in and uh, put condemn us, wants to give us, make us think we're not good enough. But That's we need to subdue bad. that. No. Yeah, we need to subdue that. And I have a verse to read if read. you want to go. go this ahead. is go in do that. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It came to me while you were talking. Oh, you're a talking about ago. replenish or subdue? Subdue. Okay, we're going to subdue now. The fourth thing. Let me say it again. I Be that's fruitful, what I just said. always producing, <laughs> multiply, always increasing, and increaser. Replenish or fill it, refill it because you can because you're very good. And now subdue. Let me say that. If anything gets out of line, spiritual, physical, financial, put it down. How do, I, how do you know I can do that? Because you're very good. And I'm going to deal with some other things. Go ahead and read your scripture. And this is how it tells you how to do it in verse uh, 3 of 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 10. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. 
for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations oh, and every God. high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So you're saying we need thought control. Well, that's what it's telling us to do. We have yes. to cast down those imaginations. Anything that says, you, you're not very good. Look, that's a thought that needs to be cast down that's in correct. the name of Jesus. You take authority over your thoughts. Jesus spoke and he said, take no thought, say, say it. it. I think we've talked about yeah. this on a past chat. And that's how you take a thought, by saying it. So even though the thought may come to your mind, maybe someone else says it, don't you take don't receive that. Instead, cast it down. Yes. And the way you do that is you just take authority over it and say, I don't receive that in the name Amen. of Jesus. And you replace that bad thought with a good thought. You go and find out, well, actually go back to Genesis chapter one, where we just read, God says, I'm very good. That's right. And when you understand, then you cap that with the name of Jesus. Now that's how you subdue. You have the power of attorney to use the name of Jesus. When you use the name of Jesus, you cast down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You don't war after the flesh because now your insignia, your DNA is the power of attorney to use the name of Jesus Christ. And when he gave you his name, you become what he is. Christ in you, not on you, not around you, but in you. The hope of glory. That's how I subdue that. What about sickness? Okay, let's, let's talk about the, the big C called cancer. Terrible, isn't it? Because it don't kill you first. It likes to beat you. It beats you, makes you suffer before it takes your life. Well, how do I, how do I subdue that? Well, first thing first, you got to remember that thought, because that, that, the, the, the doctor's going to put it in you. Well, it's stage four, which means you're going down. You got to control that thought, thought control. Number two, take the scripture and said, whoa, he took mine from me. I don't want this. He bore my sickness. I don't need this. And by his stripes, and then you tell the devil, look at Jesus' back. Look at his stripes. I am healed. That's what you tell the big C, the big cancer thing. And you say it until, you, if you got to say it 50 billion times, you look it right in the eye and spit, for lack of a better way to say it, and said, no, I shall live and not die. Death and life is in the power of my tongue. That's how you subdue. Do you know you subdued yourself with, with words when you said, Jesus, forgive me of all my sin. I accept you as Lord and Savior. You immediately subdued you, the flesh. Hmm. That's good. Put it under your feet. Shut him down. Now watch this. When I got born again, I didn't realize how powerful that was. I mean, I didn't drink no more. I didn't cuss no more. I didn't, I, I, wine, women in song, I didn't do any of that anymore because I was in the rock world, that kind of stuff. My whole demeanor changed. I found out that I was very good where before... People used to tell you, you ought to divorce me because he's very bad. Because yeah. I was such a sinner. I was the chief of sinner. I can't do all about this stuff. This was crazy. I was a crazy man. But watch this with words. When for God so loved the way he gave, I said, whatever Billy said, I didn't know how he had to pray a salvation prayer, but I heard Billy Graham and I, and I said, whatever Billy said, I got born again. I, I, I believed with my heart. Mm -hmm. And I confessed what Billy said. With your mouth. With my mouth. Boom. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that was Labor Day week in 1974. 
You know, I have not broke that covenant. I don't even have temptation like I used to have back then before. I mean, I see a pretty lady. She might have a great figure, but I don't want the woman. You know, she's pretty. That's good. Oh, you might see a, a good-looking man, but you don't want the man. You know, he's a nice-looking man, blah, blah, whatever it is. You see, what happens is now thought control came in, 2 Corinthians thin. I cast, Corinthians thin. I, I cast down that imagination. That's a high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and then bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, you see, when you understand that, but I like the verse above both of those. Paul said, I war not after the flesh. But it, if that's yeah. not subduing, I don't that know is. what is. Yeah. And watch that. They're going to kill him. He says this. Instead of going, oh, God, I'm going to die. It's going to hurt. They're going to cut my head off. He said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. His words were so powerful that God made his words holy canon. You know, when I went to heaven in 1988 and I talked to the Apostle Paul, I asked him, what was the greatest surprise you had when you got here? And you know what he said? Now, you don't have to believe this, but it's still the truth. He said, I never thought God would take my words and make them his words. My letters, my epistles became holy canon. Ooh, that's powerful. And I never thought about that till I, I came from the lips of the Apostle Paul. Hmm. What an honor. You right. understand? Think about that. What a blessing of God. That is so wonderful. That's what it means to subdue. Right. I have a testimony I want yeah, to read ahead. right now at this point because, you know, this is part two. And I just glanced down here and noticed this, this comment from Tammy that was sent in after last week's teaching. It says, wow, thank you for speaking so candidly and truthfully on a subject God's people need desperately. You said revelation without manifestation is a missed opportunity. This hits me deeply. I'm going to do a word study on subdue before seeing part two. <laughs> Thank you so much. Isn't okay, that great? The, yeah, you see, it's scriptural. I hope you're watching, Tammy. You see, and I'll, you've already done that word su study, so you're ahead of amen. us. Amen. Yeah, amen. This is a, a huge subject. God really wants us to take, use the authority that he's given to us. He gave mankind a gift, uh, the gift of dominion. Right, I give he you blessed, domain. He yeah. gave, us, gave us dominion over, and the way that we, we have the, the blessing so that Everything. we can take dominion. And you need to subdue those things that speak up and say something against what God's word has said. That's what it says, casting down imaginations and every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. If it's in God's word and a thought goes against it, subdue that. Well, you Satan have calls the power it an imagination. It's really not really real. It's just an imagination. He deals in that spooky pooky realm, <laughs> as I call it, he, in, in, the, in the fake, in the false, in the mm -hmm. imitation. And he, his plan is always to destroy God's creation. He's been, right. he's been cast down and restricted, but he's still out roaming. And rejected. Seeing who he can devour. He, but he will not be able to devour someone who knows their rights, who knows how to, to uh, exercise what power God has given us to by using our authority in the yeah. earth. And when you speak, it's as though God himself is speaking because you're not speaking your words, you're speaking his words. Can I share a verse? Yeah, you and then it? go to Ephesians 6 after that. But first I want to say, in, I'm still in 2 Corinthians okay. chapter 10. 13, oh, 13, chapter uh, 4, verse 13. I shared this in church on last Second Sunday. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, which is a powerful chapter, the whole chapter, but it just, and it's talking about all the things that come against him. But then he says, beginning in verse 13, we, you want to wait till you get there? Go ahead. Chapter 4, verse 13. I got it. 
Uh, this is the King James. This is we yeah. having the same spirit of faith, according as as it is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and also therefore speak. He's quoting an Old Testament verse there, but this is how faith operate. It operates. It believes and then it speaks. And this is you're gonna need to speak in order to subdue. It's not the thought. You may get the thought, but in order to 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 uh, cast down that thought, you're gonna have to speak God's word. So you can't combat thoughts with thoughts. You combat thoughts with words. Amen. God's word, it has a creative force behind it, a force called faith. That's what he used to create the universe, everything that we see here. But And those, the same uh, ability has been imparted into you because you're built and created in his, in his likeness and in his image. And this is how God operates. Praise he the sees Lord. things and he speaks things. And we, that's how creation was made. He taught Abraham this way. He taught Abraham how to walk by faith. What did he do? Abraham saw God call those things that be not as though they were. He didn't just think light be. He said light be, and it was. So you're going to need to use your, your vocal cords. God, the only creation that God has on the earth is mankind. He created us with vocal cords. I know parrots can imitate. Little birds make some similar sounds, but not the thought process, processes like humans. We are created in God's image with the ability to speak. And he wants us to know that if we use that gift, to subdue the enemy, we're going to thrive and we're Amen. going to be very good at everything Amen. he calls us to do. That's right. You know, in the Olympics, everybody, it's wonderful to win a bronze. You know what I mean? To be number three in the world, that's yeah. But everybody's not going for that bronze or They're that all silver. They're going for the gold. They're going for that gold. Now watch this. When you understand, we're talking about subdue. When you put the whole armor of God on and Satan tries to bite you, you break his teeth. Ephesians chapter. Because he's biting on the armor. He's not biting on you. He's biting. I mean, he's just biting on the armor. You know, sometimes every once in a while, we love raw oysters here in, in South Louisiana, but every once in a while you'll eat a raw oyster and you hit a pearl. Or they didn't <laughs> cut it, they didn't open, shuck it properly and they right. had a little shell in yeah. there. Yeah, and you go, oh, I mean, it kind of hurts. You got to watch it. But look what he said in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse 10. Finally, my brother. Finally. Be strong in the Lord. So that has nothing to do with, you, with your strength. That's his. In Be strong Lord. in the Lord and the power of his might. Just that his verse right might. there his can might. help you subdue everything. That's right. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor. He didn't say he's going to put it on you. He said you put it on. Put on the whole armor of God that you be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You want to say something? I want to read something? it in the Amplified before yeah. we go on to the next verse. Verse Which, 10. Verse 10. Verse 10 in the Amplified says, and of course we're in Ephesians 6. Yeah. In conclusion, 10. be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him, that strength which his boundless might provides. Well, that, that goes that. back down so to good. Genesis 131. He, you are the, very good. God is a very good God. You have his DNA. See. Now you got you find. I mean, you know, you. I like the way he used the word finally. I got all these translations are all so good. I, I, I want you to say them all. Finally, in other words, let, get to the point here. Finally, wow. be strong in the Lord. That's that's subduing everything, it spiritual, is. physical, and financial. Read another. The uh, Passion translation is even better. It's okay. the first time I've read this verse in the Passion. It says, "Now, verse ten. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength." through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Oh, glory. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power 
flowing in and through you. That's, that's powerful. That's See, strong. That's what I mean. That, look, I let's go that. back to Genesis when he created man. That's what he was saying. Right. The, be fruitful, produce it, multiply, increase, replenish, use it, and then fill it up, then subdue. And you can do it because his explosive power has already been placed in you. In you. Let it flow through you. That's right. And you know, that's what God was trying to get over to Adam. He knew what he created. You Snakes know, when someone, when someone creates something, <laughs> they know the potential for it. I mean... The okay, snake's coming. I got it. You got, got it? it? Okay, got yeah, this. yeah. I got it. That's, it, he gave us a warning. He gave a warning. So do it. But he created us with the ability to be able to take care of that problem. Yeah, you crush his head. So when, you, when someone creates something, you know the potential for it. Maybe they create a, a, an automobile. And uh, you, if you maybe you look at the automobile on the surface, you don't realize all the bells and whistles that come with it. But the creator knows every part of it. What, oh, yeah. It knows the maximum and speed that that car can go. It knows all the different protection things that are in it, the, the, the airbags, all these other things that may have been put into that that something, that, that automobile that was created by okay. the, the yeah. designer. God designed us in such a way that we can handle whatever gets thrown at us. He uh, knew, he's the one who no created the devil. He says, I created him and I'm gonna take care of him. He says yeah. that in the book of Isaiah. Because God, but God created his, his, uh, his creation, mankind, in his image and likeness so that we can live as overcomers in this life and show the devil that he cannot rule over mankind, over man's creation. Right. You don't, God's you don't become, you overcome. Now I wanna go to this next verse. Put, put, put on. Put, put on. He's not going to put it on you. Enter into the rest. Your problem is you're waiting for the rest to enter into you. No, you swap it around. Enter into the rest. Mm. Put on. Now, I, I, I could read this whole thing. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So you, now I want to read verse, uh, that's, that's verse 11, verse 12. There's two things you should do. Put on the armor and don't wrestle. And don't wrestle. And don't, for we wrestle not. For we wrestle not. The church world has made us professional wrestlers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, you're going to have to wrestle with it. You got to hang on, Lord, <laughs> even though it's hard, Jesus, if you stay. Now, they want you wrestling. I'll tell you what, I tried, but you're not going to make it that time. Now, they make you, you're wrestling here. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. For we wrestle not. So in other words, somebody's eating your lunch about something, don't wrestle with them. Watch, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, which means these spirit beings, those are the people that you have done all the stand, stand. So when they try to make you bad, say, I don't wrestle, you may try to wrestle with me, but I'm not going to wrestle with you because I've already won this match. Right. See, I've already won. Jesus already defeated Satan. He restricted, rejected, and waiting confinement. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, I mean, he's already had the trial. It is over for the boy. So I, I put on the whole armor of God. So when he tries to bite, he hits metal instead of hitting me. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Get rid of the big C. The big C cancer. He took my infirmity. Boom, bite that piece of metal. See what I'm saying? When you understand that. So when you put on this thing, and I do that daily, and I don't take the helmet off and say, no, uh, 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 it's me and the devil slap your brains. <laughs> it's not the cap of salvation. It's the helmet of salvation. When we used to ride motorcycles, we had three kind of helmets. We had a half helmet, which is what most policemen wear. We had a three-quarter helmet, 
which kind of was the shield. Then we had a full faced helmet. Yeah, the half just, your ears were exposed. Right. The, the three quarter, the ears were covered. But the full face, the chin and everything, everything was and everything the whole was, head. So when rain came, you didn't get hit in the face. Because that stings. I mean, that's and not easy. And it depends easy. what kind of ride you were yeah. about to take. If you're just right. taking a little short ride in your neighborhood. So, so, so when you see all this, when you understand what, what God is saying, uh, what, that God is going to do everything he said he's going to do, he's already said it, and all you got to believe that you're very good enough to receive it. Right. You know, this is the reason why people can't receive finance. This is why people, <laughs> they can't believe in the hundredfold. They don't think they're that good. You know how much money God would have to give? Yeah. Like as if that bothers God. You, you think you're going to surprise God when you ask him for a hundredfold? He told you this. Some 30, some 60, some a hundredfold. Now there's conditions to it. Good soil. Don't quit. After you plant it, don't go over there digging up the seed to see if it's got some green sprouts on it. Let it grow. You see what I'm saying? So you, you just do that. See, so a person called me not too long ago and they said, should I pay off this or should I do this? I said, well, Book of Romans says, oh, no man, anything but to love him. Because all God's going to do is refill the accounts that you use to pay off that situation because you are a replenisher. See, you're replenishing that. You see what I'm saying? Every time we take something out of a bank account, I put something into it. You see, I replenish that. Well, when you get your check, you spend all your monies, you know, whatever. And also when they pay you, I don't know how they pay you. They pay you on the 15th and the 32 uh, bi-weekly or week or whatever. You just replenish what you spend. Well, why can't you do that all your life? How come you, how come you can't be healthy all the days of your life? That, and if Jesus tells you and you go to, by the way, the grave, instead of dying of some disease, say, Lord, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And you go. Death and life's in the power of your tongue. See, th this scripture is powerful, but you're going to have to believe this. And this is the sad part, Kathy. Satan uses the church to make us disbelieve it. And I'm not anti-church. I am a church person. But sometimes I say, well, we tried that. Try and don't get nothing done. I'm not trying to do this boardroom chat. Me and Kathy are doing this chat. Sometimes we try to say things over each other. We, you know, with, I interrupt her, she interrupts me, but that doesn't make any difference, you see. I don't try to give, I give. That's why people don't give, because they try. Mm -hmm. Trying don't do nothing, doing does. You know, when you get married, you don't say, do you take this woman to be your lawful wife, and, and you tell that priest, well, I'll try. Try, sit your ugly self down, boy. <laughs> you don't try this. This is a covenant for life. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. So let me talk to my partners here for just a minute. When you give to this ministry, I, I expect it to be perpetual, never stopping. Why? Because I never stop loving you. I never stop blessing you. I give you my time. I give, and a lot of people I bless financially. A lot of different, I mean, I'm just constantly doing that. Why? Well, I want to act like God. That's what he does. Be you there for imitators of God as dear children. See, that's subduing too. If you'd like to be a partner and you want to do something today, you can. If you don't want to, don't have to. It's up to you. You can go to jdm.org. That's my website. and Hit the donate button if you want. We're going to use 100% of what you're giving in the world of evangelism. None of it comes to us. We're already taken care of. You can use PayPal if you like. If you want to, you can text to give a one-time donation or a recurring one. Just depends on what you want to do. Or you can go to our JDM apps and just do that. Give that way. <laughs> Select giving. Do whatever you want to do. Or you can mail in an old-fashioned donation the old way, and that's fine. It doesn't make any difference. 
but I'm believing God you're going to do something today. You know why? Because I've asked the Lord for every dollar given in my ministry. Give me a soul. Lord, I know how to get people out of depression, discouragement, despondency. You've given that to me. You know that. See, you got to only, not only believe in God, but you got to believe in yourself. Let me go back to Genesis 1.31. He saw that it was very good. He created you very good. And that's what I mean by that. That's how you subdue things. I find that as I, the longer I'm with Kathy, I've learned, I used to just, she did everything I said. She did it. It was a wonderful time in my life, it really was. But then all of a sudden things began to come up, not in a bad way. That, in other words, this is, a, this is not a one-way street here. This is a two-way street. Then I began, she began to subdue me in a sense, make me want me to do some other things. Like one time she wanted to decorate this whole place. And you know, and I thought, man, that woman, I can't let it. Finally, she, she used these words, turn me loose, Jesse. Turn me loose. <laughs> Let me go. And I'll make this uh, ministry a beautiful place. So I, I said, okay, she subdued me. Now I thought she'd go in the van and go buy a painting. You know, but she drove the biggest truck I had, got a wheel on it about that big. You could hear <laughs> Kathy came back with the thing completely full. And when she got finished this, this place, people said, this is a beautiful ministry. They're coming to our church. They say, man, this is beautiful. Well, why? I, but who was stopping it? But she put the subdue on me. <laughs> Not in a bad way. She, well, ma I, she made really, me see something well, that I didn't I, see before. Finally, your eyes were open to yes. the truth. I know that's good. <laughs> but I, I believe that God was talking about subdue. He's talking about principalities and powers, not other people. I, don't, right. I think God does. That's where a lot of problems come in when we try to subdue people. God wants us to take authority over the, the prince, the powers of right. the air, the demonic forces that are coming against God's plan for our life. But, uh, and, but it's so important that we realize that God has given us supernatural power. What's the difference but, between wrestle and subdue? Wrestling, you know, you've been flipped the rock. When you subdue, you pin the boy, the thing's over. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a wrestling match like you no. were talking about before. It's believing the word of God in your heart and speaking it with your mouth, and then you watch things Ooh. happen. I want to read a few testimonies because it flows with what you were talking about yeah. just a minute I'm ago. I'm drink some more water here. Go ahead. This one says... Um, uh, this was Penny, because you were talking about partnership and how people have bl been blessed. He says, I have a, she says, I have a praise report. On Monday, I got a letter for giving my student loan from 1987 to 1992. Now, that's a long time ago. It says, to the tune of $11,006. Praise God. So it totally got forgiven from, the, from, from, that per, from Penny. And right. also, this other uh, testimony is really good. It says, uh, thank you, Brother Jesse and Sister Kathy. I appreciate all you do to encourage and enlighten us, especially regarding giving and receiving. Praise the Lord. I have to renew my mind and ditch the old thinking yeah. to not expect anything in return when you give. I'm binge listening now yeah. and, and get to get the old mindset out of my system. What's that person's name? It, well, it has an initial GB. It doesn't really G have a listen name. Listen to me. You see, you should expect a harvest on every seed you sow. Don't let nobody say... Uh, don't expect nothing. It's totally anti-God, totally anti-Scripture completely. No farmer plants a seed without expecting a harvest. God says, listen, I gave you Christ, but I expect Christians. You That's see what right. I'm saying? Right. So when you understand that, when you understand what God is saying about that, you, you, I mean, I'm starting to spit all over myself here because <laughs> I enjoy that. I love to subdue the devil. I don't subdue people. Years ago when we was kids, we used to arm wrestle. 
boy, my brother, he was my oldest brother. He's in heaven now. <laughs> I never could beat him, but he had the hardest time beating me, and he didn't think it should be that hard. But I was a lot stronger than he thought. Then we locked down and stuff like that. Then one time I used to wrestle. You, I didn't arm wrestle, but I leg wrestled. You yeah. leg wrestled. We call it, we call it Indian wrestle for whatever reason it was. But we would. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done that. Yeah, you so do fun. side by side. Well, you'd lay down you. and your legs hook, and I would I would win a lot of those. You would win. I, my lower my body you my strength is in my lower body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She has some real strong legs. I remember I went to a women's conference once and I was preaching. I was glad I was working in, wearing in pants because I had the idea. To, I told people about Indian wrestling, and I said, "Well, let's do it." So I had someone do it. On, <laughs> we had such fun at that. I was in, in Wisconsin or you somewhere just years ago. Over, it boy. was fun, but. It, wrestling, we all understand what that means. You, you do it, there's there's a sport, and that's a, a good sport, people, there's getting medals yeah. for that. But when, we, when it comes to spiritual warfare, the only one wrestling is, is the, the Word of God is what's going to be your strength and your tool that you use, not a physical warfare, but you wrestle against them and you use the Word of God. Well, you know, the sword of the Spirit, people think it's is in your the hand. Word. It's the only no, the sword it's of in spirit, your mouth. It's in your mouth. Yes. This is where it comes from, not here. Yeah. This is physical. It this says, is take spiritual. the sword of the spirit, which Boom. is the word of God. You know, we we probably should read that whole section in, in Ephesians about the armor of God, just well, so they I, can have it up for the. Well, you want me to read to it in the King James, or you? Uh, how about you let me read it? Okay, you, go ahead. You, you do most Hurry of the talking up, on we these. We're almost out of time. We're never out of time. We can go as long <laughs> as we want. So it starts in verse. Uh, this is I'm gonna read the King James version. <laughs> I thought us. I could read that. <laughs> You're gonna do King James. Oh, well, it's too wordy. You, you worried about the time? Unless you want to no, do No, I'm going to do whatever no, you I think the King James for this is the best one okay. to start at. Then you could research it and study right. it out on the other translations. Uh, it says, wherefore, take unto you, this is verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And then verse 18, a lot of people leave off, but I believe this is the essential part of the armor of God. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So that's how, what you do with when that whole. It's really that's a prayer. Subduing. It's really a prayer position, and it's and you realize that you are fully capable of praying this thing in and and defeating the devil with your words because your words are lined up with God's word, and you're speaking him. You're actually his representative on the earth to enforce his good plan for his good kids. Because the only Jesus some people will ever see. Is the Jesus in you or the Jesus in me? How many times you've heard me say that? Now Lots this is of just times, a small. But it's so yeah. good. It's so true. This is just a small teaching on the phone. It's part one and part two. What does God expect man to do? Yes. Well, He expects us to be fruitful, always yes. producing, That's right. multiply, always increasing, mm -hmm. replenish. Use it, boy. Enjoy it, and then replenish it. That's right. Fill it back up. There's and always more where that comes from. Basically, yeah. yes, so. indeed. You're never going to run out. No. And if anything gets out of line, just put it down. And we gave you just a few scriptures. If you, you can take your lifetime just researching that, I'm telling you, because it's so powerful, because God gave you dominion over everything, everything. That includes the devil. And then he took great powerful angels and made them ministering spirits to minister to you. To you. 
My God, do you understand that? You know why he did that? Because you are very good. Very good. I want to end this thing saying, <laughs> you are very good. Let's all say it together and just say, we are very good. We, we are, are very, very good. good. And I don't care what anybody says, you are. Mm -hmm. And I mean that. And if your mind says, no, no, you subdue that. Right. Because you have the mind of Christ. That's another one. I mean, I, you can just go forever on this. And maybe we will in heaven. Who knows? <laughs> this is such a, a big sub subject. Hope you enjoyed today. This is Kathy and Jesse saying thank you for watching the Boardroom Chats and Partners. Thank you for helping us reach people, change lives one soul at a time. Your faithful financial support, that's so vitally important. And so appreciate and, and really is appreciated that we go to the world and preach this gospel to every creature. See you next time. God bless you. Bye-bye.